So this is episode 29 of SAP Transportation Management Podcast. We're back today with a rather technical topic. A technical, technical topic. Yes, in the latest TM release 9.3. I'm Thomas, again from the Freight Auto Management Team. Hi, I'm Tina. I'm uh, working for Novigo and I'm joining the session today. I think for the special technical questions then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my name is Bernd. I'm here for the recording and other questions. And our and special guest. Hello, Dragos here. I'm back in black for answering questions. And now the next question is questions about what? Huh? So we are talking today about the uh, hot new stuff, uh, TM9.3, right? That's a new one, yeah? Um, so we did some refactoring in 9.3, as every agile developer should. And um, one of our victims uh, in refactoring was the... Uh, what was it actually, Drivers? What did we replace with... Uh, so we've done also <laughs> um, some UI refactoring, so not only backend. And um, our focus um, were... Um, Two main points. One of them was the usage of the overview node of the business object or in the UI layer. I'll come back to that. And the second one was um, try to improve the rather uh, long and un, un, under, not easy to understand coding in um, forwarding of the screen um, behind the UIBB of uh, the stages, actual route and order route. We'll also discuss that a bit in more detail. But these were two pain areas which, um, for different reasons, um, required uh, refactoring. Yeah, I think so. But it's a common, I mean, there's two different areas we replaced, but the common part is, I think, that um, both are displaying data which are not not just as persisted on, on the database, yeah. but they are calculated at runtime. They are what we also call transient data. Um, and that's also... Exactly. So our UIs, if you can now um, unearth your uh, FBI podcast, uh, you may ah, remember. Ah, yeah, we have to pack yes. that one. It was yes. TMP6 or something, yes. yeah? Um, our... Um, Mandatory feeder prerequisite. Engine, um, our UIs work with a feeder engine called FBI floor plan manager both integration which is a very neat feature however it has some limitations it mostly assumes that the data that is displayed is somehow stored in the same structure not in the same details but in the same structure um, in the business object so if you have a list with uh, 10 entries it it is absolutely necessary that those 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 10 entries are um, 10 instances in a certain node in a BO. They can read further data from different nodes via the concept of related views, but still uh, you have to, you, you require the entry point of 10 real node instance in a BO. But of course, what, that's, let's take one example. Um, yeah. I think if you if you look for example in the item list in, in freight order or so, you yeah, see. Yeah, items. exactly. The items, um, let's say items in the forwarding order. So if you see there um, like four entries there in whatever relations, whatever hierarchy uh, relationship between them, you are sure that there are four node instances in the underlying TRQ node item. Sounds boring. 
Yes. So um, the fun starts when you have to display data, which is uh, spread across more business objects. And also the, the way of displaying the data does not follow that pattern. One example is what we had initially uh, in the so-called freight order overview. When you had a nice hierarchical list, when you have the document as a top level, then the stops, the locations actually in which uh, um, the truck um, stops. And then under each location, you'll have the activities that are uh, occurring there. Like for instance, loading stuff or coupling trailers. And, and also so on. we also display there loading freight units or yes. loading exactly. TRQs. So lay, uh, loading different documents. So this and was a very complicated use case and the data was never persisted in, in some place in exactly this structure. So uh, the location information comes actually from the stop node of our um, business object. The item information comes from item underscore TR. And uh, we have also some so-called virtual levels when we don't have items in a freight document, but we still display grouping information like from which freight unit does an item come from or from which forwarding order. And that freight unit does not have a physical representation within the freight order. So in a freight yeah. order, we would have an item which comes from a freight unit or we have 10 items yeah. which come from, uh, the, same freight unit, from yeah. the same freight unit. But you would see 11 entries in that hierarchy, mm -hmm. the 10 items, real items, and one grouping level part. for, for uh, the... Um, the freight unit itself. So the, because of that, at the beginning, we took the decision to uh, create, a, to further be in that FBI concept. We decided five years ago, six years ago, when was a long time, to Feels create, like 15 years yes, ago. to create a node, a transient node in our business object is called overview, where we can exactly simulate that. So at that time we were very happy, say, okay, we have a um, node which was filled by a transient determination and UI um, see, sees only one node and then we are back in the FBI concept. The problem started when we built more and more functionality into that overview and we, we use the overview for various um, purposes not only for the overview UIBB, but also then for stages UIBB, we also used it for um, the new items in the freight order. And new booking. as of 9.0. Yes, in which um, display not only the items which are persisted locally in the freight document, but also we display um, these grouping levels for the freight unit and, um, and forwarding order. Also some customer, some custom grouping levels that can be defined in the so-called hierarchy customizing, also unconfirmed items, um, which is uh, another uh, <laughs> unpleasant. very, very unpleasant uh, <laughs> experience. Anyway, um, It became uh, more complicated, so the, the node is only one, but the use cases were more, and then we had to enhance the node to, um, to support more use cases. And the icing on the cake was actually um, the usage of this overview node into cockpit. Um, cockpit developed also as of transportation cockpit. Transportation mm -hmm. cockpit. Um, a hierarchical display of the data which is selected in the cockpit and then of course being a cockpit displays a lot of data and then we'll have to build at, um, at runtime this transient node for many instances and 
that that is exactly uh, what uh, caused the issues yeah. there were many instances so many documents because we uh, came to realize that due to the powerful nature of the overview and his um, um, let's say flexibility to do a lot of stuff then uh, the performance was not um, as we uh, would like to have it and the, the problem is that this overview uh, FBI would just retrieve that overview it's and as um, the let's say the context information is not really available to the overview um, to the underlying <coughs> overview so it would kind of uh, pre-read all the data that might be consumed later kind of blind flight yeah. um, just guessing what might be required and strange things like may I have a TRQ split in, in that case which is really only required in very special use cases has been read then also for customers uh, which doesn't even have a forwarding order so that that was so it was complicated also mm -hmm. um fbi as an engine has a very nice um let's say delta handling so whenever you display a lot of instances in one uibb it normally listens to the change notifications that are coming after each bob interaction and updates uh, only in its internal data model only the entries which are really modified so it retrieves the data only for modified instances mm -hmm. or with data and the properties that's also uh, not to forget about them <laughs> mm. and overview didn't have any delta so whenever we uh, had a sensitive change in a freight uh, document we had to rebuild the overview one could argue that we could have implemented a um, let's say a smarter way to uh, to handle this but technically it was not easy possible because it's a determination that runs uh, the point where it could not really see what changed mm. yeah so it had to assume that okay everything changed and i have to drop everything that i've determined transiently previously mm. and then build it again that is exactly the point was not able to implement a proper delta handling so we are forced always to to drop the overview build it again and the ui determined okay all the overview entries were changed and I have to read them again. So it was a huge data transfer between the back end and the front end. And yeah, this caused a lot of issues. So we had most of them under control. So let's say it, um, it's not very bad now also in the current release. We had to work a bit mm. around it, but we decided to, um, mm. to open the way to a more performant way. And as soon as we got the chance to do um, a bit of refactoring, we couldn't let this go. It was the first victim. Yeah. yeah. Let's come to the second victim. Well, the second victim is, um, as I said, um, uh, based on the same on the same reason. So data coming from various business object nodes. Um, the stages UIBB of the forwarding order actually had to uh, retrieve data from at least four places. So um, TRQ root node, the TRQ stage. Order route. Yeah, yeah, for the order route and for the actual route, you had to read the freight unit route and the freight unit um, stop successor and stops. So it was a lot of data. They didn't plus, have... Plus yeah. the information from the capacity documents yes. related to that uh, freight order, and that freight unit stage. They didn't have um, a transient node, so they used a second approach possible in that case. It was the so-called FBI helper class. 
So FBI helper class was a concept implemented by FBI at that time at our request to to allow us to overwrite the default logic of a normal FBI engine with our own mm. because the default logic of FBI was not suitable. However, that implementation was in a certain point of time where most of FBI logic already runs or it's a lot of overhead with the standard FBI logic that um, until we, we get in our functionality. And also the second pain point was that there was no structure in into that implementation. So basically what we've got from FBI was one method with, um, okay, more, but basically most important was one method for getting the data. And that's it. The implementation had the freedom to do whatever whatever it wished, whatever it tickled her, her fancy, to um, to get this data and return it to 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 the framework. And there was no no structure, no let's say um, rec- recommendation, no best practice, everything about it, and. Also, like things like the delta handling you mentioned uh, before. Delta handling was also not possible because it was a table that returns a data table. They had to return an ET data, but it did not receive properly uh, change notifications and so on. And it was very complicated to program that. And we saw the result in that UIBB. It was a very naughty class, (laughs) naughty and nasty to read. Um, it's grown up with, uh, with the releases, so mm. it was not at the beginning like that, but it grown up, it mm. grown up, it was not held also that uh, the responsibility for, for that particular functionality changed between uh, developers and it, it ended up being very complicated. And now the current developers um, have a very bad feeling whenever they have to go in there to modify something. Scared of the monster. Yes. Right? So that was the second um, use case and we decided, okay, Let's, that's the focus of our UI refactoring in the in this release in 9.3. I'm saying yeah. that 9.3 because we have some other cool ideas also for the new releases. Um, but now for that release, we've um, revolved around those two points. Exactly. So, and also one idea is also to the principle of one. So one problem having transient data Yeah. Uh, to be displayed should have one solution and not two complicated different uh, solutions. Yeah. So basically, maybe just to summarize, so affected is, uh, in the end, uh, our hope is for the end user, it doesn't look different, only better in some. So we, we also use that refactoring <coughs> to add some interesting columns or so. But in the end, the UI still should yes. look the same. There are some minor enhancements. That's a very good point. Thank you. Um, We strive to to leave the UIs um, as unchanged as possible, as Ben mentioned. We have some new columns in some places. We've removed some columns in other places um, or not made them visible in the first, I mean, by default. (laughs) They're still there. Um, But it's a very important uh, thing to mention that um, with this refactoring, we actually created new UIBBs in some screens. Mm -hmm. 
These new IBBs, that means new UI configurations, they have uh, different feeder classes, they have also different UI structures and so on. And now comes a point that uh, you might have it, you listen, might might uh, ping in your mind now, what happens with the enhancements that uh, we've made them there. So, Rest in peace. Yes, um, yes, that's um, true. They have to rest in peace. Uh, they have the options to be, of course, uh, copied and made again in the new IBBs. For that, uh, we've prepared a list of um, mm. that sort of a mapping, which was the old UIBB and UIBB configuration and with which uh, UIBB was replaced. Also, some additional information in that list, like uh, which is the class uh, that is behind that, which is the UI structure, I think. And, and maybe just to be clear, so we still deliver those elements yes. because your enhancements might sit there. Yeah. So they are not lost, but they won't be used by our standard UIs anymore. Yes. So all the UIBB configurations are still in the system. They won't be deleted. They will live forever. Um, but as zombies. And yes. Chaos. Some, yeah, the sleeping beauties. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, You ha you have a chance, therefore, to look at them, inspect them, see whatever enhancements you've done there, and to put them into the new world. Yeah, and soon we, shortly, we will uh, release a consulting note with a complete list of the UIBBs and classes uh, affected. Yes, and also the, mm -hmm. we're talking about intentions as a part of our development. We actually also will need to uh, have a cookbook about how to um, use the new refactoring concepts and also how to enhance um, the new IBBs which are mm -hmm. developed using these new refactoring concepts. That will go into the Yeah, it will be published. Guide, no? It will go into enhancement guide. They will also link to a note. They also find their way on um, SCN and probably also LinkedIn through uh, SCN. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So I think should be enough for the intention. Maybe let's maybe go through the list of uh, fields that are affected. So I think it would be in the forwarding order UI, the ordered and actual route, which was one tab yes. before and now we split that into two separate ones that you're also able uh, to, to reassign it into different areas etc so um yes that we is have in the forwarding order instead of the old stages you have we have now an order route and an actual route then um we have um in the unit documents like freight unit and um, container unit and rail car unit, unit. Uh, we have trailer unit, not trailer to unit yes thank you band We have um, updated the stages, the list of stages, and also uh, updated um, items, the hierarchies. We'll still have the known features of switching between various hierarchies and having different UIBB configurations definable for each hierarchy. But we've simplified as a side effect of this development also the definition of such hierarchies uh, in contrast to um, the previous release. Also in the order documents, like in freight order in and freight booking, again the stages uh, were changed. Um, items, overview. yes. Hmm. Um, the overview, the old overview IBB, which was the source of everything, and um, in uh, transportation cockpit, everything that was previously based on overview, which was probably not um, not um, visible at the first glance. 
all the hierarchies, so trailer hierarchy, freight order hierarchy, booking hierarchy, and so on and so on. Um, and also on the freight order or booking details on the right lower side of the screen, things like cargo management, equipment, stages, and everything, which are actually UIBBs from the order screens. Yeah, so they're the, the same UIBBs which are found there. So these are the areas which changed. I think also maybe cockpit uh, also uh, isn't maybe a nice or interesting point here on, on the limitations of that overview node. Mm -hmm. Because uh, in a cockpit, we use the overview also to display cross-document data so you could summarize. Yeah. Now, uh, you could have something like a driver item summarizing all freight orders yeah. with uh, <clears throat> or for the same uh, driver now. This is a BO instance, a Tor subnode, transient one, but still, uh, what would be the root node of that uh, transient uh, node in that case? Huh? This driver is, let's say, cross BO instances mm -hmm. because it's for my, so there also we came to uh, limitations in the FBI concept because of course FBI expects something like a root node yeah. for, for for that element. And there is no real one. You can, of course, randomly pick any, but uh, uh, that is uh, that also led to some limitations. On yeah, so we had some side. issues about that, uh, technical issues. We're glad to have them past us. Okay, so enough of complaining about the past. Uh, so I think now we can look into the bright new future. Uh, so Brave new world. Brave new world, yeah. So we haven't even a brave new name, right? So it's uh, it's the first sprint only to develop this new name for the concept. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trabi, yeah, like yes, the East so German. Now we we'll have to introduce Trabi and um, explain what is Trabi. Trabi is a nickname of our engine, which officially is called TBI, so Transient Both Integration or Trabi. It's also like a abbreviation. Um, why that? As I mentioned, um, what we've had in forwarding order screen was based on FBI concepts, which were, um, we had some limitations, especially regarding performance, so update handling and everything, and also regarding um, implementation. Yeah, so there was no guidance. There were there were no mandatory steps to be defined or something like that. So what we've uh, achieved is uh, we try to simplify that, in which we've developed new feeder classes, which are very similar to the FBI feeder classes. They can be integrated in FBI concept, but um, they have very they are very lean. They do not do much, but delegate the responsibility to. Um, a so-called TBI engine or a TRABI as we call it internally, which is an imp implementation that is supposed to get data. In this particular case, we don't have any FBI in the middle. Uh, we had previously the same concept was tried to achieve by FBI. So we have a FBI feeder, we have an FBI view, and that FBI view delegated um, his job to um, a so-called UI helper class. But as I said, there, there were some steps in between and there was some lack of flexibility what uh, the interaction between the actual feeder and, and the UI helper class um, concerned. And that's why now we've decided to develop our own solution inside the TM layer. Unlike FBI, which is a business with foundation feature, 
we have something inside TM, we, which gave us the freedom to uh, develop or to put exactly those features into um, the feeders and also into this engine that we need. Yeah. Maybe in future we may uh, also integrate that into FBI, but for the moment we have first. Yes, the, the concept drive. is generic. We'll, if, if we want to make it reusable, perhaps we'll have to uh, to identify the spots that uh, were not relevant for us and therefore simply ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, in long-term idea is perhaps that they become a reusable feature somewhere. And may, what does it do? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's say. Um, so as I said, there there are some feeders. Those feeders um, are they do not have much coding. They instantiate uh, the so-called Trabi engine, so TBI engine or Trabi, and itself it is an interface that has some methods which communicate with uh, with the feeder. Inside those methods, however, we've um, we've tried to achieve by the definition of that interface and also of the member attributes of that interface so that to give some hints about how um, the implementation should look like. And it was a step forward compared to the um, FBI helper class concept. But also we've done, um, we've created a super class inside TM that does even more than that, so offers even more, um, let's say, hints about how to implement it, define some member variables, it has some internal methods, and so on. And we've derived all our trabies, all our implementations out of that um, superclass, not directly, so we have various layers, um, but basically all our um, trabies inherit from that basic class. And this offers, um, as I said, some guidance, some hints, some help in understanding how to develop um, a proper trabi. Okay, once I developed a proper trabi, maybe uh, let's describe on what is it doing. So basically I go into my overview, or item view. Yes. Um, so what happens? Well, um, it follows the paradigm of uh, FPM. So first of all, that we go to a new IBB, the first thing that happens is the get data phase, so process before output. Um, a TBI feeder, which takes part in, in the wire mechanism, the FBI-based wire mechanism, inquires the wire connector, get the keys, which has to have to be displayed, and then calls um, the getData method of, um, of the TBI interface. And this is supposed to give data back. Um, that simple, okay. Yes. Um, however, it's, yeah. it's exactly, not quite exactly, but it's similar to what we have previously in, in the feeder class, in, in the UI helper class. But we've... Um, before we go into um, the get data part, uh, the um, TBI engine in instantiated and initialized. And during those methods, uh, we've offered methods which are relevant for um, during those phases. We offered methods which are relevant for the design time, which have some declarative uh, purpose. So they declare, for instance, what is my UI structure, which also FBI does, but also declare which fields of my 
UI structure require instance-specific properties. Mm. Um, in FBI environment, all the fields which are in, in UI structure are relevant for instance-specific properties. That means for each field, we'll have to generate three additional reference fields for the three known properties, mandatory, read-only, and enabled, which increases greatly the actual size of the WebDIM Pro Context node. In TBI, we have the opportunity to say for a certain list of fields, I want these kind of properties. For the other ones, I do not want. And the, the combined structure, it's much smaller. When calling the get data, we make use of, um, of various internal um, artifacts. I'm not going to describe them in detail. I leave the surprise for uh, the cookbook, like uh, key mapping or field definition or field mapping. But it allows an, the implementation to follow some steps in order to, um, to, e to, let's say, to easy, to make it easy later for the update case and for retrieving the properties. I, I'm not going into details. Let's say oh, the get yes. data, it's go, it goes back into the feeder and then the properties must have, must have been retrieved for, for those data. Um, then, the method for the get properties runs into the Trabi engine. And we have a very, not say very, but we quite a powerful um, implementation in the supper class. If everything was done properly previously in the definition and the get data. And we did everything properly. Yes. Uh, then um, the properties are retrieved from the proper places. Probably I should explain a bit what that means properly. Um, <laughs> So as I mentioned before, so I gave the example of the overview, we have a hierarchy which contains various levels which are semantically different. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had that also in the overview node itself, we had so-called um, element category, which survived. So we have also in the TBI implementing a so-called element category. So each line has such a category. So we have a category document header, Category location, category item, and so on and so on. Or grouping, I think this may I come to that yes, later. The grouping so are also categories um, and so on. So these all this stuff. On the other hand, on the uh, on the other dimension, the columns they they require data from various nodes, mm. and we split the data structure into groups, data dictionary groups, and basically what we have is a matrix. Uh, it's a called key map which says for each element category from each group where the data comes from, from each node. So we have like, let's say, um, if you take the example of the actual rod, which is a bit simple, we have a hierarchy with a header level for the whole freight unit and a couple of entries for each individual stage. This structure has basically two parts. The first part regarding the departure and the second part regarding the arrival. And then the actual stage part, which is like stage type or so, yes. which comes from a yes. third node again. From mm -hmm. the stop successor. Mm -hmm. So what we've done in this case is we define three groups. And for each category, so for the, for the category document or freight unit root mm -hmm. category, we specify that for the first part, the data comes from this node instance, which is... We specified by a business object, a node, and an instance key, and for the second part from another one. So that we 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 built such a matrix 
during get data, where specifies the relationship between the UI data and the backend data. During the get properties part, we just simply have to look into that um, mapping and we know exactly for which backend nodes we need to retrieve the yeah. properties. And the fancy part here is that we then, even if you have only the grouping level, let's say you, you group your items, for example, by product or so, then you have that virtual level for that product group still in that mapping we would know okay those instances are coming from those sub items and if one of the sub items in that example would change we would still know that is something uh, we were not really able to do in in our old concept we had to keep all the sub items in the overview physically also which uh, was a big overhead in terms yes. of memory consumption so really for every instance now we know the relevant Backend relationships and the node keys, yes. and it's one to n. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So previously we had to build a lot of more data in the overview just to support this kind of relationships. Now the internal housekeeping is done differently from the data which is exposed to the UI framework. The data which is exposed to the UI framework is exactly the data which is intended to be seen, mm. and the housekeeping is done in a very lean manner in inside those Trabi uh, engines. Now we've got another concept that is perhaps worth uh, mentioning. We've, de we've defined the Trabi interface. Uh, we've actually defined two Trabi interfaces. Let's be honest. The, the first one is actually uh, UI agnostic. So it doesn't take any, um, any assumption about the technology, about the consumer that, um, that it is there. Meaning that technically it is possible to instantiate such a Trabi engine also from a report and call those methods. It's not possible to do that with FBI because whenever you instantiate an FBI feeder, it assumes that it is in an FPM based environment. So it tries to, to get the FPM singleton and also some re, uh, artifacts which are available only, only in a web Dimpro based environment. Yeah. Now we have the possibility to to, to get the, the grouping logic, so the data retrieval, data grouping, property retrieval logic, we have it independent on, on the consumer that goes there. And we've developed a second interface, which is more strongly coupled with the FPM technology, um, which has methods which are called all adapt, adapt something, adapt data, adapt properties, adapt event, or something like that. They receive the full data which the FPM framework provides to the feeder and allows those methods to influence all the data that the feeder is supposed to send back to F FPM. FBI does not do that. Uh, it's some, somehow in the middle. It, it works only in FPM-based uh, environment. However, the actual exits that we have at that place do not allow us to to inquire all possible parameters that uh, FBI feeder receive and do not allow us to modify all the data that FBI feeder sent back to the floor plan manager. So that's also something that is uh, a step ahead to the previous um, implementation. Now an implementation, a Trabi engine actually implements both interfaces, but must not. Uh, it is not required to implement both, but can do if it likes, and um, it allows to implement the UI independent 
part, but also to do a lot of um, more FPM specific handling as before. Okay. Anything more that we should know about Trabi classes? I think the key point is really that you have that metadata that you know that UI instance yes. key has the reference to... Yes, um, so the key map, we also mm -hmm. have uh, some sort of a, a field map. Um, also a, a very good example. I, as I mentioned, so we have various elements. We In the UI structure of the hierarchy, we have a column which is named in a certain way, but the data is coming from from various nodes, and in those nodes, um, the actual fields on database may be named differently. Mm. So, example, um, again, when looking at the stage, the header data might be called like uh, pickup uh, date in, in the forwarding order, but on the tour stop is called uh, plant transportation time or something like that, but still they're in the same column. So we can't use in this case or move corresponding. So that mm. means we have to do uh, actually a mapping between a field which is named in one, one way and from the UI. This is also possible in FBI, but it's, it's valid for all entries in that table. Now we have element category specific. So for each mm. element category and so on. So we have, as I said, these are hints that allows us to, to implement um, a TBI class properly. Allows us, does not force us. So there are still, there's the possibility to implement whatever you like inside that, but it would be a pity because um, these steps, which uh, we try to formalize and describe in that uh, cookbook, offer um, the, the least implementation effort, in our opinion. Okay. So with a good description of your metadata, so with a, what is, how do I get an update the uh, specific node categories, for example, the TRQ root node, TRQ root node, or the stage, or whatever, so how is it defined? Uh, then a lot of work is done automatically in the background for the, for the even so it's transient, yes. yeah. you know, like what FBI does for the uh, persistent data is probably doing with some additional required metadata yes. for the transient data, right? Including like change notifications. So if we receive change notifications, it yes, was perhaps hmm? about change notification is something noteworthy. Um, FBI has a concept of based on, on events. So what happens is at every uh, interaction with the Bob based backend, change notification are returned and they are distributed uh, to each UIBB. But FBI can only distribute them to the UIBBs which are taking part on, on the event loops, meaning those that are visible. The ones that are collapsed or hidden or whatever, they do not receive this information. In order to cope with the lack of notification while a UIBB was collapsed or something like that, FBI had a mechanism to detect whenever such distribution of notification was missed and say, okay, I missed a cycle of distribution, so I might have missed something that was relevant for me. So they um, read the data again completely. So basically invalidating their uh, Delta concept for that UIBB. What we've done in this context, if uh, we implemented a, a sort of subscription mechanism, we have one singleton in our screen, which is the um, API controller. And our UIBB subscribe to that FBI controller and say, hey, I'm interested in change notification for these nodes. 
Um, and they receive those notifications even if the UIBB in question is collapsed or yeah, not visible for whatever reasons. As soon as it was a Trabi was instantiated, he is fed with change notification every time. Mm -hmm. So that means um, it might be a lot of missed change notifications in the meanwhile while the UIBB was not visible or was collapsed. But they because they were not relevant for the UIBB in question, this does not necessarily lead to a invalidation of data in that UIBB. So that the performance is increased a bit, the UI performance uh, by, by this mechanism. And it's specifically true for large UIs, right? So if I have uh, like a, a thousand items or tens of yes. thousands of items or something like that, that makes, of course, a huge difference if I have kind of rebuilt that whole screen just because I'm not sure if it might have yes. been changed or if I know, okay, something has changed, so I have to rebuild it. Yes, so that's that was the pain point previously. We try to address this. Of course, this is something that probably um, sooner or later must uh, find its way into the reusable layer. It's not mm. TM-specific. It's not mm. even Trabi-specific. So mm. the concept of subscribing to notifications should actually be implemented also in FBI. That will also um, make the famous sync-up event obsolete because this, mm. that's how FBI distributes the the notification, they raise a so-called FBI sync up event and each UIBB reacts to that event by invalidating his data. Okay. But that means an extra mm. event, which we do not necessarily need in this case. Okay. Good. You already mentioned performance. Can we share some rough figures on, on what to expect with the new UIs or where it helps most or... Yes, of course, it's uh, faster. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, I don't have any figures at hand. So, but um, when when we measured really crazy examples like uh, fifteen thousand items or something, we had previously in an overview-based world um, runtimes like in measured in minutes, uh, so mm. two three minutes to display all these items into a booking. Um, now we're still in the low number of seconds yeah. so i don't think we're we are two digits but if we are we are in the low two digits number of seconds for and that crazy example yeah and i think what also important here is if you have like a lot of items um that, that in the old world in the overview does not only make the items slow but also the stages because the stage and the item we are both based on the same overview so yes. we create an overview with all the items for all the stages and um, so even so, if you only look at the items in, in the first place, you still uh, build up the overview with all the stages. Oh, yes. the stages yeah, we look at the stages, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly, that was a very uh, good point. We had circumstances where nobody could understand why uh, opening such a big booking or a big freight order with very, um, or very large number of items. Um, takes uh, a lot of time to display the one stage that this document has. Yeah? And now Bernd explained it, we are, because the stage was built on overview, we built at that time the overview completely. We did not know that we are in, in that stage or we had to build it completely for, mm -hmm. what, for the reasons uh, that are too technical to explain here. But took a lot. It was really not... Um, yeah. 
not easy to explain someone why it takes yeah, too long. Yeah, it just took too long. Not no. only so that for instance, explain. that was your <laughs> extreme example where we improved like like factor perhaps 100 or 200 <laughs> mm. compared to the to the past. For the normal, let's say normal documents with let's say 10 items or something like that, we still uh, notice a marginal improvement uh, as our performance measurements um, showed. Um, it's not that stellar, so it's not a factor, but let's say instead of let's say one second we had now we have now uh, 0.8 or something like that okay. but it's still an improvement and also what is um, worth mentioning is the fact that memory consumption decreased I don't again I don't have figures in head but um, it, it decreased definitely because previously we had to build a full-blown overview which was stored in um, in a box we had also both previously created a lot of states for each instance mm. and so on. Now uh, we've fixed that, but um, mm. it was also a memory hog, let's say. Now it's, um, we don't have any more data that we really need big to. footprint in the BOP persistence mm. or in the BOP memory. And also the, the footprint in, on the UI layer is uh, reduced also because we don't have so many reference fields anymore. Like for the FBI properties, work. right? Yeah, it's mentioned earlier. Good. Sounds very good. We should do more refactoring. And we did so. Uh, we will uh, have another session about uh, refactoring in the validations area. That's to be coming after my vacation. So <laughs> we a while. And we also did some refactoring of the charges. And uh, yeah, I hope that we can cover that in later episodes. So it's more to come on the techie techie side so i hope still somebody at least was able to to follow us here <laughs> in, in that uh, episode it's a bit tough one so you <laughs> thanks for joining us till here anything else that we should add well come nothing comes spontaneously to my mind uh, Tina, perhaps you have some questions from an external so is the, point of view um, in, you mentioned that the Overview in the box is that now completely um, vanished? Um, completely, I would not say. Um, it still exists as a node, uh, out of also Zombie compatibility uh, reasons. It's simply not used anymore. So we um, actually, I think uh, maybe I can mention one more concept yet. So the it, it's still there because of that. Yeah, we never delete stuff uh, because you might have your enhancements on that. However, uh, we uh, we have now a new. We will mention that in terms when we talk about validation. We have a new, new uh, checkpoint group, uh, SCMTMS Tech Cons, also technical consistency, which um, you know uh, that concept. Yeah. So basically, you can activate that check. Transaction sub. Yeah, yeah, like your <laughs> old car, huh? Sub, yeah, and. Um, and that one, that is also a recommendation to activate that check to have the technical consistency checks. We come to that in that, in that if we talk about validations. But this check is also done if you use the overview. So uh, if we um, catch you using uh, the old overview in, in the new release, you will get that technical consistency error. However, typically you only do that in test and development environments. In production, you could still use it. And you can, of course, also ignore that warning. In development, but um, of course there's no no maintenance for it anymore um, in 9.3. So technically it's yes. still there, 
we also did not delete the creation classes, etc. So it would be created. So if you do a technical upgrade, you would um, survive. Um, the overview, note at least. Um, but it's yeah strongly recommended that you adapt your coding and move it to the yes. brave new world of Trabi. And ba basically, given that we still have the UIBBs in place. Um, that's it's it was all decided to make you know the upgrade um a bit easier so that we don't have a real cut mm -hmm. the new ibbs are there they work but the old ibbs are still there they will work for a while until we um switch off the determination that fills the overview yes so that we can look put on the same screen left or right and see exactly what the enhancement are missing and this exactly. kind of stuff so, so what will happen if, a, if you log on to a, an upgraded system to 9.3. I hope it, now I mean, you see only as a user. Yes, <laughs> you open a, a freight order. Uh, well, uh, that's a, that, that that's a good question. Uh, so um, we might we have to keep in mind that there is the possibility to um, to create their own um, OVP configurations in uh, the customer side as a copy. So not only customizing the standard ones but also creating copies or document-specific application configurations which use copies of the standard configurations. And in those configurations, we still have the old UIBBs referenced in a hard way. So those will still be shown. Yeah? So if you have a document type which has a your own, as a, from the customer perspective, your own application configuration type with your own screen layout and so on, and Incidentally, on that screen, we still had the old UIBBs. You won't see any difference. But you have a document type which uses the standard deliver screen. You'll see probably slightly difference uh, in UI, um, better performance, as, as Ben mentioned. And the old ones, you should not see anymore. However, you could still force use them a, in. Yeah, you yeah. still use the customizing possibility of the FPM to bring them in temporarily or permanently, but of course I, we do not recommend the permanently, and you'll see why when you taste the new UIVs. Yeah. So on the other side, it is recommended that uh, if you have custom screens, that you change the old overview and... and yes, so that's uh, that will be part of our um, enhancement um, document. Um, um, to make sure that when you perform an upgrade to have a look what we've done. We prepare also this list, but also we give uh, guidance how to um, to use them in your screens and also how to develop your own screens based on that concept, also how to enhance the screens that we already have, because some of those UIBBs are likely to have been enhanced by customers with additional fields or perhaps additional logic. Which was also not easy before in the overview-based world because they would have had to go to the overview node to enhance it at the proper place to make sure that whenever changes uh, were done there, they were propagated back to the persistent nodes. And not to uh, build it for the wrong uh, use cases, right? Yes. Not spoiling the cockpit with an item enhancement or so. Hmm. So um, it, w it wasn't easy previously. Yeah. So. I I like heard, to hope that everything it, is easy. So. <laughs> At least I I like to hope that it not become harder. <laughs> <laughs>
But I think, yeah, once you get used to that concept and into that metadata definition, I think it will be easier if you just include your field and then maintain the... I mean, there's still a lot of move corresponding. So if you uh, enhance the UI structure or you know, for the item and then you have that same field in the back end, it will still do that move corresponding yes, piece, yes. right? So uh, for, for the simple cases, I think it's maybe even easier than... It has been uh, before because before you had to do that move corresponding into the overview yourself, and now yeah. it would be yeah. done by, by the. Well, trolley. actually, this one with the move corresponding and the groups is a concept that we already let's say piloted successfully in the transportation cockpit list, so in the list of freight units and list of freight orders. Um, we've done it um, also in uh, as of nine o, but in a higher support package. Basically, we've. Um, We've removed the related views from the cockpit lists and we've replaced it with one big list, which is which is composed of many such groups, each group's coming from a various node. And as a customer enhancement concept was described at that time that each group coming from a node or from the stop or from the root or from the stop successor has to be enhanced with the fields which are coming from the underlying node and those changes will be automatically visible in the cockpit. So it's it was mm. a, let's say, a prehistoric version of what we've done now with Trabi. And... It worked, yeah. So we know the customer that enhanced uh, used that, those enhancement um, techniques in cockpit. So even if they are not very straightforward at the beginning, with a bit of guidance and a good reading, they um, revealed it themselves to be actually easy to follow. Nice closing words, I would say. Easy to follow. So follow us uh, to the Travi. Uh, enjoy Pfingstferien. And, uh, yeah, I think next episode will be then about the other refactoring concept. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for listening, if you're up now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should uh, give a, a technical content warning more explicitly at the, at the beginning. Yes. Yeah? So, okay. But no. PJ uh, <laughs> expert. <laughs> okay, bye.